0: Uh, Jim, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us today and helping us make this uh, Public Policy Day coverage happen. Glad to be here. Thank you very much for having me. I I like how you dressed up. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your bow tie.
1: Uh, This particular bow tie. It's beautiful. uh, It's important to me, and I wear it because we're in Washington, D.C. today. And this bow tie is the handwritten notes of Ronald Reagan's Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. Amazing. So Ah. it's a good looking tie. It goes with what I'm wearing and I can be a subversive conservative Republican inside of enemy territory. (laughs) How great
0: is that? That's amazing. It's amazing. Um, Tell us a little bit about Mosaic. What does Mosaic do? Oh, Mosaic exists to keep car dealers out of trouble. And And they like to get in trouble.
1: uh, Well, they they don't don't, like it, but they're good at it. They're great at it. (laughs) Yeah, but what we do, yeah, to, you know, to be crass, what we do is we manufacture admissible evidence to insulate car dealers from class <laughs> action lawsuits and punitive damages. Yeah, and put we that are on the <laughs> and we're good at it. But put less cynically, yeah. is we understand that buying or leasing a car in the United States is one of the most heavily regulated activities on earth. Right. Mm-hmm. It is only slightly less regulated than building a nuclear power plant Are you kidding in me? the wetlands on top of a manatee eating a bald eagle in Al Gore's backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. Don't forget to tip your waitress. Well, you the production crew
0: is Nathan, our producer, is back there losing himself. Just lost. <laughs> it's great. Because <laughs> he's got yeah. the ears and he can so hear everything So I know I'm getting somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you are.
1: Yeah, Nathan just blew out a hemorrhoid, yeah. so I know I'm getting somewhere. <laughs> How can dealers follow laws they don't even know exist? Mm. And the answer yeah. is they can't. So what we do at our core competency is we draft policy documents and online web-based training that educates dealers, transfers knowledge, so that they can change behavior and treat people like they're more than commodities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they can love people more than cars. They can do the things that
2: that they're best at. Right. Well, right, and be given the tools and resources to do that. But you do some stuff in the background, too, with some of the biggest providers that dealers are utilizing so that, the dealers are protected by the relationships that they have too, right? That is correct. Um, Our original
1: distribution model was uh, agent-based and it really didn't work because we were trying to make our services as cheap as possible so that dealers would buy them. Mm -hmm. But if you do that, there's not enough room for a commission that would get agents interested in it. Right, get them excited about offering it. So what we do is we typically partner with TPAs, product providers and administrators, and we private label our services so that they generally will offer a core of compliance services that surrounds the F&I box mm. because they haven't they do have a i would say a moral obligation to make sure that their products are sold in a legally compliant manner so they protect the F&I box mm-hmm. but we want to grow beyond that and protect the entire dealership yeah. you know for example the most common complaint against car dealers is anecdotally sexual harassment
2: mm-hmm. wow
1: doesn't help you to only train four F&I managers right. on sexual harassment prevention. It has to be everybody. And the CARS rule is going implica- to implicate a lot big, of the dealership. Big topic
0: of conversation.
1: We'll get there. But So those are some of the things we do for our channel partners. Um, and we've been very busy because NADA is only two weeks away as we film this. Yeah, And all of them want to have a CARS rule response ready and we've literally been working overtime well let's dive into that then let's
0: just take take the path right into that so the cars rule has come out it's going to be um, in effect very shortly we expect a lot of conversation at nada there's definitely some conversation about amongst the people that are at this event today how would you most simply say to a dealer this is what you need to be doing right now
2: Eh, not simple lowest common yeah. denominator we're teaching lowest in the back of the class CD yeah
1: um, The lowest common denominator is find out what it means. The rumor mill is churning in overtime Absolutely. and yeah. there's an awful lot in the secondary press and some of which I've written and continue to write. Um, but it's a very complex topic. In the two days prior to right now, I was in Kentucky doing uh, two one hour seminars on the Cars Rule, and it was Reader's Digest version. Mm-hmm. We're planning, we're working with Bob at Business Media to put on a one-day symposium in Las Vegas, April 18th. That is going to be eight hours of content, and none of it is going to be dead air, and mm-hmm. none of it is going to be superfluous. It's a very complicated rule. It doesn't just Im- impact the dealers. It doesn't right. just impact how they sell, for example, forgive the monologue, but one of the things that they have to wrap their minds around is this concept of offering price. Today, dealers might advertise MSRP or special dealership price, Yep. but if you're not allowed under the CARS rule to add a penny for anything after that price, that offering price, unless it's government charges, tax tag, Battery disposal fee and so on. So if you have a dock fee that you tag on at the end, that is illegal, mm-hmm. right? If you, you have, have to, you have to. Price, put would you say that. offering price? Offering price is the to term of art.
2: All of that. So, um, and that impact and that impacts the everyone in store, everyone in marketing, all of the third party providers that have to display that price the disclo- the the disclosures alongside of that price that tells you what is included in that price.
1: Oh, it gets worse. Everything.
2: What is the Great. largest
1: what's the largest department by headcount front of the store in most dealerships? Here sales. I am asking you the questions. This is fun.
2: Yeah, I mean typically service. No, front of the house. The house. Oh, Sales.
1: It's going to be yeah, sales. sales. It's everybody saying
0: lots of things all day long.
1: There you go. <laughs> well, Those people have to be very well trained on the cars rule. Why? Because that concept of offering price, the FTC says it has to be the first thing you say. It has to be in your very first communication with any customer right out of the box. So I'm not making this up. If you're on the showroom floor and you're looking at a beautiful Toyota Tundra and a customer comes up and says, that's a beautiful truck. How much will it tow? What is its towing capacity? You have to reply, it costs $83,412. Your first communication, oral or in writing, online has to include the the offering price. Has to include it? Or it has to be... It doesn't have to be the first... Thing you say. item but it has to be your first communication has to include that has to include and that in the whether they you ask whether they care or
0: not you're standing next to the vehicle the would you say a tundra yeah I picked right a tundra. so the, the tundra says sixty four thousand nine hundred fifty seven dollars on the sticker but you can't say that number you have to say the number with that plus anything else that is now bundled in with that vehicle
1: no because the number that's on the sticker it's the msrp that you you've just identified a problem it has to be the offering price well whoever made this rule and you know we know who they are and and where they live um i think some of them are over (laughs) here right now behind me (laughs) yeah i'd I'd pay the neighbor kid to start your car so (laughs) you definitely lived here before there, there is a absolutely they don't sell cars and clearly yeah, whoever regulates it, they don't understand a car sale, yes. the transaction or how business works. So the Monroni label, that sticker is going to come on the, the car, vehicle every from time. the OEM. But what if your offering price is higher than the MSRP? For sure. Well, okay. I've got this law that says I have to display the Monroni label, but the Monroni label is going to have certain information that conflicts with my offering price. What if your OEM requires you to advertise the MSRP? Well, that's illegal. That is going to be a violation.
2: Unless you have zero additional fees or anything like that, which is very, very rare. Unless you're absolutely
1: selling it for MSRP. What about rebates? You're, the CARS rule, I think, I think this piece is actually logical, and I'm, I'm not offended by this piece of it. You're not allowed to deduct from the offering price rebates unless they're available to everyone. Yes. And you can't
0: stack them. You can't stack the first time. And then be like, oh, and well, that the, doesn't the, apply the, to you. You didn't serve in the military. No, exactly. You haven't come from a, yep. a different manufacturer and all yeah. that. And
2: I think more,
0: most dealers have no
2: gotten used evil. to that, but yep. there's still a lot of bad actors that will kind of like, they'll put the price online and have 18 rebates all that don't stack together. and way they down just at the bottom the is all yeah. that. Sure. Oh, but you know, this, way down at the bottom.
1: No, 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 no. That's illegal too. Fine print. Yeah, Fine print is dead. I believe addendum stickers
0: are dead. I think I just well I identified the T-shirts you need to hand out at your event. It fine print, fine is print, dead. print is dead. Yeah, okay, and really <laughs> small. And really ten, really, and, really and,
2: and then, and then, really small. I really mean it. Yeah, <laughs> It's good.
1: Very That's good. Really good. You could conceivably have an addendum sticker, but not if it adds any cost. And this gets really complicated. I'm not sure I know the answers yet. And I've been studying this virtually every day for a month. If you're one of the requirements of the cars rule is that essentially, we're going to have to see on our installment sale contract, something like another Tila box, only bigger, because you're going to be required to tell people what is the cost of any what The FTC calls add-ons in a rather pejorative sense. Well, that add-on might be a very important gap waiver, which if you're in certain circumstances, that is a very valuable thing to have, or a service contract. Well, if the service contract costs $2,000 today, you can say, hey, that costs $2,000. As of the 30th of July, you're going to say it costs $2,000, but you must also disclose how much it will taxes cost Taxes related you to that, after that financing told, after. Right. After you financed it for 72 months at 9.98%, that $2,000 service contract might wind up costing you uh, 3800 So you've got to disclose two prices. That is th- crazy.
2: Because you know well, the finance contract- the technical mapping yes. required to do that,
0: because everything is segmented right now. The financing is the financing. The well,
2: because it's it's also like the 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 DMS systems that own eighty plus percent of the market currently today have fixed field systems, and so even even just their ability to remove the fixed field system in order to populate those data points is an extremely complex.
0: No one thinks there's no one in this room thinking about that or talking about that whatsoever.
1: No one thought about that. Every menu that I've ever seen will be illegal on the thirtieth of July. Every DMS—it's not that there's anything wrong with DMSs, but they are literally not yet programmed to facilitate compliance with it. Absolutely. If the rule were in in effect today, everyone's going to jail, or. Everyone's the FTC everyone's will shoot the lock off everyone's wallet. Yes, um,
2: it's tough.
0: <laughs> That's He just got them all day. He
2: said they'll shoot the lock, lock off okay. your wallet right there. Just put it on a shirt. Well, well what about the websites? Oh, the yeah. websites are a
1: big deal. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, you can you can avoid some of the advertising pitfalls by simply not advertising price have pictures of representative vehicles, say how many you have in stock, promote the value of your dealership, build interest in the brand, and not mention price. Well, That's there's fine. this whole
0: little segment that comes out by the fifth every month called Offers. And the offer can't be, we have cars for sale, right. yeah. well, for you. I'm a boomer. Yeah.
1: That's why I wear a bow tie and have this many chins.
0: Oh, is that how it works? Yeah, that's how it
1: works. And, <laughs> I, and I love the way you set up the lights so the glare from my bald spot doesn't blind your viewers. <laughs> so boomers like I still remember these things called newspapers. Mm-hmm. Uh, print is not dead, but it's not healthy. Right. Even I start my car buying journey online. I go to Furman.com and I want to take a look at what vehicles they have. And they have a little, you know, a little square. For every vehicle in their inventory, every one of those squares must have offering price attached to it. In other words, the cars rule says that when you're offering a specific car, you must disclose yes. the offering price in close proximity. And there can be no fine print, no disclaimers, no click here for the Internet price. Yep. No you cannot, call for price. No call like for that. price. Yep. That said, no requiring consumers to give personal information, cell number. Here's here's
2: one. Etc. Uh, we could go all day for this. I'll go one more. But the the interesting thing about OEMs is that dealers typically have historically, especially pre-pandemic, have offered prices below what we call map pricing, the manufacturer approved pricing. And if you do that, it is required by the manufacturer to have a one-to-one relationship with the customer, meaning that customer has to actually enter their information before they get that price from the dealer. can advertise
0: it. Yeah. What right. that
2: means is that the, either no dealer will be able to price a vehicle at that price or the OEM has to change their rules as far as what the dealer is allowed to price to the customer visibly before that Ooh. time. It's a massive piece. No, that's,
1: that's very good. That's very insightful. But that makes you in the 999999 percentile of insight. People are just beginning to figure out what the rule says. Then they're going to figure out what is this, how does this impact me. And all the but the last thing things. they're going to think about is how does it impact everybody else I touch. So, yeah. you know, the, the companies that make the websites, the easiest thing in the world for e-commerce compliance is not to review the online ads of every dealer every day. That is incredibly time consuming and expensive. It's much easier to get the people who make the websites themselves to change the way they make their templates. No fine print, no click here for price. We can fix that at the top level and take that particular headache off the plate of the dealer. But there are other things at the dealership, such as mandatory training. I hate to tell you, we're in the training business. When the government passes a, a regulation that requires dealers to buy what I sell, I am conflicted.
0: Uh, <laughs> right. yeah. so you don't
1: hate to tell us that. No, no, no. I mean, is I good, what you're saying. the safeguards rule. Yes. Res- two years ago, the safeguards rule was revised. Our top line revenue shot through the roof. Yep. This is much more impactful yeah. to dealers, and you know I'm telling Melissa she's shopping for Mercedes probably as we speak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's like it's like that again. No, no, I'm going to there come home worse. and they're going to
1: be digging for the pool in our backyard. She already has. Yeah. She actually already has
0: a deposit on this Rolls Royce that they revealed behind. That me was here. a
1: beautiful Rolls Royce, and I think she's signing
2: death warrants for minx right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, Jim, you've been more than fun. You are uh, certainly a lot more than cars, not just in your uh, approach to business but also people. And we really thank you for helping us put on this, this today and joining us in this conversation. I
1: thank you very much for having me. This was fun.